46 degrees now in Lynchburg, 44 in Danville, 42 in Bedford, Roanoke, and Salem, 43 in Amherst, 46 in Appomattox. Before we play this, Janet, I I just want those that are driving to work right now, right. you may just want to pull off the side of the road. Yeah. Because the shock, shocking. the shock factor may actually cause you to right. just go off the road. Sure. Those, or, or steal yourself. Right. I mean, those of you getting close you know, getting your clothes on for work. I mean, right. it's the time of the day where they're eating. Right. You may just, just want to stop in your tracks. Yeah. You don't want to trip over your trousers. This, this comes at you all at once. Sure. And uh, this is what was not broadcast. This is why we're doing the hard work for you, friends. Yeah. Because we care. Here is the 60 minutes. That you didn't hear. From Scott Pelley and President Biden. Rarely does a president confront so much peril and no help from a paralyzed Congress. Late Thursday, we met President Biden at the White House. It had been a rough week, and we could see it on him. But he wedged us into his schedule. In a video call on Friday, Mr. Biden had this message for Americans. Well, you know, Bobby, I told him, don't take from me, man. It don't life too short, man. You don't want to hold no grudge, man. I thought, man, you gonna let little bygones be bygones, man. The story will continue in a moment. Congress is paralyzed. Hard-right Republicans are obstructing the election of a Speaker of the House. Does the dysfunction that we've seen in Congress increase the danger in the world? Man, it's it just it dang old complicated, you know, man. It's like a dang old Rubik's Cube, man. You like talking about blue, red, man, then you get to one side and then you like mess it up the other side. As we spoke to the president, his secretary of state was in Israel. His defense secretary was at a NATO meeting on Ukraine. America's oldest president seemed tired from directing all of this, but he was very clear on what he stood for and how his policies, in his view, would see America through. Yeah, man, i tell you what you do, man. You just keep that dang old arm straight, man. Y'all put your left hand still, man. Just speed it the hell up. Mr. President, given these two wars and the dysfunction in Congress, are you sure that you want to run again? I've been calling y'all people better than a month now. I grab back y'all every time that dang old dog crossed these started yapping at y'all 24 hours a day, and that nobody answered you. Are you sure? Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old onion soup powder, man, just put that a little bit old out. You don't need no grilled onions, man. And there it is. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. You're not going to hear that anywhere else. No, you're not. Because we bring you the real stuff. And Scott Pelley, what a, what a, you know, what what do they say? uh, Let uh, me just say I should have gone to the bathroom before we played that. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just saying. What a yeoman's job that Scott Pelley did there. Oh, yeah. All right. But, but in all seriousness, those, those questions were the most ridiculous things and they deserve mockery. Yes. They absolutely deserve to be mocked. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to call yourself a journalist and then put that out there for consumption, disgusting. Yeah. Really messed up. And even even went to the point of saying, and when the president gets really tired and he's right. overdoing it, his right. stuttering comes back. <laughs> I mean, how, I mean, how, oh, they lowered expectations so much. And, you know, occasionally 60 Minutes will do a story. Mm-hmm. And and I'm surprised. Right, I'm like, right. wow. wow! I can't. Uh, you're actually acknowledging the the damage that the this 
gender surgery and hormones and mm-hmm. things are doing to our children really 60 minutes shocker right okay, okay. so Good occasionally we'll we'll see mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and then they negate all that with this nonsense right. because they just never learn they never learn target hasn't learned bud hasn't learned no. they victoria's secret may have learned though oh really yeah uh looks like Coming Victoria. back to bite him in what little shorts they're wearing? Welcome back, <laughs> angels. Welcome back. Thanks, Charlie. Um, so Victoria's Secret seems to be ditching the wokeness oh. over sexiness after sales You mean dropped. all those tuck underwear that they were making or is going away? Well, when Megan Rapino. I can oh I can gosh. tell you yes. I don't want to speak for all women. Yeah, but I'll I'm, speak for a but, lot of men. But I'm gonna. I'm glad she's. Yeah, but you're not wearing it. Well, <laughs> because you're. Well, how do you know, Janet? But you're a patriarchal <laughs> man, so right, you can right. just zip it, Skippy, oh, okay. and sit all the way down. Wow, wow. But that's what Megan Rapino said. Right. Oh, okay. that's what she said. She called out the brand, mm-hmm. um, be- saying before it had been revamped. Right. It was harmful sent out a harmful message okay. that was patriarchal and yes. and sexist. Mm. And and it, it, it sent out the message of, of what it meant to be sexy through a male lens. Well so that's that so basically she's saying you don't get away. This is in. where I'm gonna stick up for Megan. I'm thinking she'd be turned on by that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know. I've had people all, all I know is as a woman Right no, absolutely not. And I will tell you, after they started that crap, right. not one penny did Victoria's Secret right. get from me. And I will tell you. Oh, and so did Subway get next. Over over the course of a, of a year, mm-hmm. they lost hundreds of dollars. Right. Hundreds and hundreds from me. Right. And and you take that and you multiply that. And I, and I, and I told Mark, no more. Right. No, which was very, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just saying. No, I, I get it. Yeah. And, and apparently... I'm not alone. And now, Victoria's Secret, you know, they closed stores. We don't even have one here. Uh, oh, we did lose? Vicky's gone, Oh, it's huh? been gone. Oh, well, and, I, it, and it left right after this mess started. See, I went in there once to buy my wife something. I just felt just a little disturbed. Like a pervy? Just like, yeah, I, I no. Yeah. That's a, you should have called Mark because he's great with the online shopping. <laughs> oh, the I'm online, just, okay. I'm just saying. Okay. You know. <laughs> So it's just, yeah, but Victoria's Secret, well, a, they are down millions. I have a tragic story about QVC I need to share. Did they go woke? No, they didn't go oh. woke. They forgot to send an order out that Uh-oh. was coming to yours truly. Oh, dear. From my brother and his wife as a thank you. Oh. For, you know, for showing up for that cruise. <laughs> it was like 10 different flavors of peanut butter were coming my way. Oh, and, and he, okay. And my brother Doug kept saying, "Did you get it yet? Did you get it? You should have it by the 14th." Uh, and then yesterday, it's going to be all melted by the time you get it. Yesterday, I get a, a text. Okay. QVC never sent out the order. Oh. So we called to follow up on your order, and you know what they told us? What? It's out of stock. Oh. <gasps> How sad were you? I was extremely sad. Hmm. You know. Because some people get flavors of coffee. Right. I get flavors of peanut butter. I didn't even know that was a thing. Well, and see, see my, that shows that they really sought to to get you something. Re- they really did. 
because that Cindy's meant a lot to you. Cindy will make sure there's Reese cups on the bed when I go down and stay for a few days. Hmm. I mean, I know you bought me some Reese cups just the other day. I said, Mark, I know you're having a tough week. Here's some right. Reese cups. That's right. You know, because it comforts me. It does comfort you. <laughs> I did get in the thins, though, guys. So yeah, dark you know. chocolate thins. Yeah, I did. A little more healthy. Yeah. Just a little. I didn't realize I got the dark chocolate. If I had, if you no, probably okay. wouldn't have gotten them. No, no, I like the dark chocolate. Yeah, me too. So does my wife. And guess what happened? Oh, I hid them <laughs> because she told me to hide them. Please hide these. Oh, oh and she I did. hid them. And then she found. You them. know, we had you know my in laws over, and they needed Step to get the, uh, you know, the what we call the granola crack that you can get at Sam's. It's oh, yeah. really good granola. Yeah. And that's where I hit him because she doesn't go get my granola. Uh-huh. My mother-in-law went and got my granola oh, to put on the ice cream. And found it. And my wife says, oh, my God. Now I know where they are. Look away. Look you, away. You have to sign it again. <laughs> so I talked to your brother, Jim, yesterday. You did? On social media. Yeah. Okay. I did. He put out a thing. It says, you're innocent. You get one call. This is your phone book. Who are you calling? Oh, and, and that's the picture of the yeah. people? So so I'm going to ask the, the listeners as, as we go Which into break. One? Okay. You're innocent. You get one call. Right. This is who's in your phone. Who are you going to call? 434-248-0704. Are you going to call Columbo? Jim Rockford? Perry Mason? Hmm. Kojak? Matlock? Or Jessica Fletcher? Wow. Yeah. Those are your choices. Who are you going to go with? 866-916-3776. Who are you going to go with out of that six right there? You got one phone call. Hello, you're on the morning jam. Are you still there? Yes. Hey, guys. Did you hear the question? Yeah, I would have to go with Jim Rockford because he drove a Firebird. Okay, fair enough. uh, (laughs) Okay, fair enough. That's one reason. Yeah, I mean, you know, he was cool, too. But, uh, you know, uh, I was calling about the speaker's race, but uh, Victoria's Secret started going down when everybody found out Jeffrey Epstein was involved with them, so... You know, I think I think it was Rapino that really set yeah, the Rapino put well, in the, yeah, the firestorm. Yeah. Sure, that would be worth. I don't know what would be worth. Maybe having Salty as a spokesman, but you know, <laughs> I think I'd, I'd rather have it. Salty than Rapino. Rapino, yeah. I think he could but, bring some class to it, <laughs> and that's saying but something. The speaker is uh, the speaker's race. I flipped on to Hannity last night, and Newt Gingrich was calling uh, Matt Gates, Nancy Mace, and Bob Good terrorists. He was equating them with Hamas last night. And well, they've put the us thing, in a bad position. Thing, well, no, no, the 20 Rhino Republicans have put us in a bad position. Who's going to criticize them? You well, know, that, that's, well uh, we can sit that's around ridiculous. and criticize. In the meantime, we look like idiots and nothing's getting done. And we're going to get blamed because well, none of this stuff, because Janet, Congress is, is uh, frozen. Janet, this is about... The elephant in a room, and his name is Donald Trump. That is exactly what it's about. And Jim Jordan is a Trumper. Matt Gates is a Trumper. You know, these people are Trumpers, and we got a populism versus 1992 Dick Cheney Bush Republican again. This is a war. Y'all just don't see it. I. Well, oh, I, well, I see it, but what I see is division, Thanks division, division, and yeah. Trump is a divider. Right. He, he doesn't bring people together, right. even within the, his own party, right. and at some point, it's not useful anymore. Right, and even Matt Yates and, and uh, you know look, their little Barbie uh, girl there over there, Lauren Bobart, Bobart. Uh, yeah. Trump tried to get them both to vote for you know McCarthy, and they both dissed Trump. 
Yeah. And they had their moment in the sun. Well, right. of course, we didn't know, you know, Matt Yates was coming back for another moment. I will play the audio of, of Newt Gingrich on Hannity. He did not call them terrorists. He did tell that uh, tell everybody that they're the ones that have turned everything upside down because yeah. they weren't forward thinking enough. Yeah. Well, of course, they we'll, didn't know we'll the war it. was going to happen. Right. But but still, but, you know. But you're still putting yourself in a position that they're going to be able to lay blame at their lay blame at their feet, and that's exactly what they're doing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And then the vote was ridiculous. Yeah. There's like instead of voting for one other person, they're voting for like four different people. People that aren't even really running. And, Steve and that has is nothing not to do with not seeing what's going on. I see what's going on yeah. for sure, and it's I don't like good. it. Before you fire up the coffee maker. Turn on the Morning Jam with Janet and Mark. Mornings, 6 to 9 a.m. And then he killed Ned Thompson. No. No, I didn't do those things. I didn't kill Ned Thompson. And you didn't plant Fallon's note in no, his pocket? No, no! No, Mr. Nichols. You didn't kill Thompson. But you did, Mr. Wells. Yes! Yes, I killed Ned Thompson! I did it! I killed him! Yes! He seems to be the winner in our brief yeah. poll. Rebirth of Common Sense Talk Radio. Common Sense Talk Radio. We are the Morning Jam. So what are we talking about? We had a little poll. Yeah, because I, I was doing this with your brother. Mm-hmm. You're you're innocent. Right. And you have these six people in your phone. You got to call one of them. Right. To save you because you're innocent. So Jim Rockford. Jim Rockford was one. Perry Mason. Mm-hmm. Angela Lansbury. Uh, Jessica or, or Fletcher. Jessica, yeah, Fletcher. Yeah. Um, Columbo. Oh, Columbo. You know what? I, you know who I'm going with? Uh, hold on. Not done yet. I know. Yeah. I'm going. Columbo, Matlock. Matlock. That's who I'm going with. You're going with Matlock? I like his team. Really? Yes. Okay. And there was one other one. Who was the I said, sixth one? I said, I'm I'm going to go. Oh, Kojak. You said Kojak. Kojak, yeah. Which I don't I do, think. I, I do I like Kojak. I don't think he should who loves be. You, who loves you, baby? Well, I, I think <laughs> Monk would have been better choice right. than well, Kojak. Somebody guessed Monk. Yeah. We had somebody Monk. vote for for monk mm-hmm. who wasn't one of the he choices. was a write-in i said i this is what i told your brother i was like i would call jim rockford but i would want a date and he would be very distracting <laughs> so because i always had a crush so you're one even, of the ladies even, okay. as a little, even as a little girl right. i had a crush on jim sure. on, he was on james garner i just yeah, did he was a good actor it was personality and everything sure. you know all that sure. i said so i would probably call columbo because if i called columbo i wouldn't need perry mason well, yeah. Because I wouldn't even be charged, one you more, see. One more thing. Yeah, just one more thing. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would go with Columbo because I, he would get all that nonsense out of the way and I wouldn't need Perry. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'd already, if I was in trial. Right. Definitely would call. Matlock. Perry. Oh, Perry. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, no, not Matlock. Yeah, I like, I like Matlock. Okay. I'm just. Uh, Matlock's good. Yeah. Nobody's calling Jessica, though. <laughs> Why? Because somebody's got to die. Well, <laughs> that's true. Then, then it. Then it takes it to a new dimension. All right. So before we went to break, um, Alan had called in and was talking about the Newt Gingrich mm-hmm. interview with Hannity. Right. Which which we had pulled mm-hmm. to play today. Um, and he said that Hannity called the eight. Or, or Newt. Newt did. Newt. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Newt called the Newt eight. Newt called them. He said they called him terrorists. Yeah. Now, we listened to the interview. We did not. I asked. I said, if you can find it, send it to me. Yeah. But I didn't hear that. Yeah. Well, here's 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 um, just a clip. We can we can play it and then and then discuss. But he he did call them something, but it wasn't a terrorist, right? No, look, I, I think if Jim Jordan, if he has a chance tomorrow, if they vote tomorrow, 
if he can get the 217 votes, I am all for him. I think he's a smart guy. I think he's a very solid conservative. I think he's reached out and tried to become a very broad leader in a way that he would be, I think, a very strong Speaker of the House. The point I've made in my newsletter, which is coming out of, of uh, Gingrich 360 tonight, is we're pretty straightforward. If Jordan can't win and if Scalise can't win, then, first of all, the people you should really blame are the eight Republicans who are Benedict Arnold's, who are traitors, who joined with the Democrats to cause total chaos with no idea what was going to come next. Those, those eight people didn't have a clue what they were unleashing, and they had no plan for how to put it back together. And now they've legitimized, if they get to be idiots, everybody else gets to be an idiot. And suddenly you have a party looking at each other, yelling at each other, yeah. and being pretty angry about the state they're in. That's the problem. Right. That's the problem I have. I don't disagree that that we need that we need Republicans who are more small government, mm-hmm. more conservative. I don't disagree with that. But have a dang plan. Right. This is like Obamacare all over again. Yeah. You yeah. talk and talk and talking. Yeah, eight and years. Yammer, I've been waiting to pay Curthers for eight years. That's what Paul Ryan said. Yeah. And then he was handed the opportunity and he, and he wasn't screwed it prepared. up. He screwed it up. And these people had no plan right. before they ever called him out. Why they Republicans? They should have known they had the votes. They should have known who they were going to right. put in. And they, and, But instead, it's this ridiculousness. You've got the better message. You don't know what the hell to do with it. The Republicans have a better message, especially the small government. But they don't know what to do with it. Well, we're going to be, con- you know, evil people and Granny's going to eat dog food. Hell with it. Yeah, I know. We're all going to be eating dog food unless we get it straightened out. I know. And we'll be lucky to eat dog food. I know, seriously. I mean, it's that bad. It is. If you don't think Janet and I understand where we're at, oh, you no. are mistaken. You should see my... Uh... Why does she take the time to get with Glenn Ballblitz and do this radio show? You think she doesn't have enough going on? She's busy just like you are. We're doing it because we're trying to provide a service to our listenership. To have Because we prepared. believe... Something is coming, right. and people. I'm. I am. I get chills, Janet, when I think when it hits. It's going to be so devastating. I know, and, and people, so many people are not going to know what to do. They're not going to be prepared. They're not. They're not going to be prepared mentally. Right. They're not going to be prepared emotionally, spiritually, not, spiritually, physically. Right. Uh, you know, if if you don't have a plan to have food, water, shelter. I mean, we we learned yesterday. If the EMFs come, right, your car is not going to work. Right, your phones aren't going to oh, work. Oh, and that little device you're going to buy to make your car work, not going to melt too. Right, it'll melt right along with all the yeah. rest of it. And and then what are you going to do? There right. are certain things you have to have. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be ready? Yeah. And and I'm not a doomsday person. Right. But I'm also not an idiot. Right. And I'll tell you, as prepared as I am, and I'm pretty dang prepared. Mm-hmm. I'm not as prepared as I want to be. Me either. I mean, that's that's where I am. Sometimes I'm talking to my husband, and he's like, Janet, this is just so I- intense. I just don't want to talk about it. I'm like, well, we've got to talk about right. it. Yeah, I, put you a, don't... I put a picture up of a, of a guy asleep on a sofa that's on fire. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's where we are. Right. The guy's America, mm-hmm. most Americans, and the couch is America. Right. It's on fire. It's on fire. And, and nobody 
is doing anything about it, mm-hmm. including the Republicans. And and what what happens when you're sitting next to a couch that's on fire? You're breathing in those fumes. Liz said, "Breathe, my friend." I'm I breathing. We sweetheart. got him calm down. We, we, it, I, he's I'm, good now. I'm okay. It's right. just I get jacked up on some of this because stuff because do, we do care about the right. listeners we do yeah. care about you that is why we bring you sustainable living with glenn boblets mm-hmm. that's why we do entire episodes that are dedicated to how do you prepare to live three months if you have to without electricity yeah how do you make sure you have water you have shelter you have heat you have enough food to sustain your family health healthy yeah. uh, that you have things to to help your family should somebody get sick what sure. can you use in nature? What can you use that's readily available? Right. It's not fun for no. me to have those conversations. I don't like it. We got about a minute here. You're on the morning jam. Good morning. Hey, Mark and Janet, real quick, Dr. Harb here. Yeah. Hey, um, you know, I tell patients uh, frequently to make sure they have two or three months worth of their essential medications. medications. Yes. You know, yep. You know, yep. you know the, your blood pressure pills, your heart pills, your diabetes, uh, you know, medications. And so, you know, you need to have three months of that as well, because if you don't, you're in big trouble, you know. Um, and, of course, also, like you say, you're, I tell people, I tell a lot of people to make sure you should have three months worth of canned goods available and, and, pot, and potable water yep. and uh, things like that. So it's just really, really important to do that. And, uh, you know, as far as this whole thing with the House and with Trump and so forth, you know, we're really looking down the wrong track and we're in big trouble here. Yep. We need to get away from Trump. We need to get away from Trump and get into DeSantis or Haley. I've been and, saying uh, it for months. You know, yeah. Yeah. And I'm really I'm really supportive of that. I think that's the way to go. So we'll see. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. You. Dr. Harb weighing in this yeah. morning. We love you, bud. Um, 731 CBS News Brief. We do have an interview coming up. We'll have calmed down by the time Sheila Smith comes in. Okay. <laughs> 41 in Roanoke, 44 in Danville, 41 in Salem, 44 in uh, Amherst, and 46 in Appomattox. We have our interview with uh, Sheila Smith, current treasurer of Campbell County. We'll have her on in just a little bit. Stuck in traffic right now, but we're going to get her on as soon as we can. A Lynchburg man charged after authorities seized more than one pound of meth and other Yikes. drugs. Hmm. We're told that the LPD uh, Special Investigative Division learned about the possible drugs being taken to uh, Central Virginia around 10.30 p.m. on the 11th of October. Authorities said that uh, Nelson County Sheriff's Office uh, initiated a traffic stop after the vehicle was spotted by investigators on Route 151 in the Afton area. Uh, The Sheriff's Office canine handler. We love the canine people. Yes. Uh, The canine handler. Bain searched around the vehicle for the scent of drugs. There was a positive indication, which led to a search of the vehicle. According to LAPD, we're talking about 1.2 pounds of methamphetamines, 4,800 pressed fentanyl pills, 4,800, Janet, Mm. fentanyl pills, around 100 grams of fentanyl powder. We know how powerful that is. 100 grams of heroin and 4.5 ounces of cocaine. Lynchburg police said Oshia Jackson of Lynchburg was arrested and charged with the following, you know, possession of all those particular drugs. Um, More charges are pending as the investigation is ongoing. Folks, we talk about it a lot. What's coming over the border, what's making its way into central Virginia is just mind-blowing. Yeah, it's it's really scary, isn't it? Five people have been arrested in connection to a large-scale grand larceny in Appomattox. On Monday, investigators from the Appomattox County Sheriff's Office arrested 
the following suspects for felony breaking and entering and felony grand larceny. Harry Hendricks III, 20, of Lynchburg. Tracy Hendricks, 53, of Lynchburg. Oh, a family that steals together. Beautiful. <laughs> Do they stay together? That's the question. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, mama teaching the son? I don't know. Right. James Hayes, 47, of Appomattox. Uh, Keen Rossesco, 38, of Evington. According to the sheriff's office, these suspects were caught burglarizing the storage area of a construction company in the town of Appomattox during daylight hours hmm. on Monday. More than $10,000 worth of stolen property was recovered following the arrest. Another suspect, 33-year-old Jamie Patria, or Patria of Appomattox, also arrested for conspiracy to commit burglary. Uh, the arrest was made with the help of Campbell County Sheriff's Office in connection to this case. Anyone with additional information on it should reach out to the Appomattox County Sheriff's Department. Miss Janet? There's so much stealing from like businesses and yeah. stuff, and businesses are suffering enough. They really are. Yeah. Can I yeah. get you to do me a favor? Sure. While I do this next story, would you let our guests in? They've arrived and they okay. just texted me. It's just Janet and I here today at the uh, at the old radio station. Uh, Friday, October 20th, people can hear the sounds of our hometowns at Patrick Henry High School. The Winds of the Blue Ridge is performing a fall concert for uh, free, and it's uh, in the school auditorium. The Wind Ensemble is made up of about 40 local musicians who volunteer their time to make music for the community. And uh, this is according to, um, let's see, it's going to be conducted by Sue Crespet, I believe is how her name is, uh, is pronounced. She spent most of her career at, as a college director, now working with the folks here for the Blue Ridge uh, Wind, Winds of the Blue Ridge. It's going to be again on October the 20th. It's going to start at 7 p.m. And then in November, the Graves... Ensemble will begin working on a holiday concert. We'll have that information coming for you all coming up here in the near future since the holidays, Janet, are right on us. They're it's upon us. hard to believe. For sure. So we want to welcome our guest. Just got to the studio here. There's and that no is, rest for the weary. She I know. Is, Sheila she Smith rolling. literally just walked <laughs> in the room, and we're going to put a microphone in front of her. She is the current treasurer of Campbell County. Good morning. Good morning, and I appreciate you all having me this morning. Oh, absolutely. Yep. So uh, tell us how long you've been serving and, uh, and your, your pitch for re-election. I've been in the treasurer's office for a total of 22 years, okay. which four years of that I've served as the treasurer. Okay. I've been a public servant majority of my career, really. Mm -hmm. um, I appreciate all of my workers. They mm -hmm. are just great. And I have several backing me in there, mm -hmm. and I appreciate all the citizens of Campbell County, it's a big county. It is big. And you have to do a lot of running to get mm -hmm. your yes. name, I thought. you right. got a lot of square square yards and square footage and square Correct. miles to cover. Lots. So yeah. t tell us what uh, some of the challenges, as you see it, you know, coming forward here in the next six months to a year, and, and what you hope to see happen in Campbell County. Well, we um, recently... Two years ago, went to twice a year billing, and that's a big, that's a big change for the county. Mm -hmm. um, it's still our. It takes several years to get things straight. You know, we have have had issues with the bills being. We have a mailing company that deals with their, um, does our billing and all, and I'm trying to make things more. 
efficient for the citizens of Campbell County. We're working on doing, changing some ways we can take payments and that will cut down on probably some of the mail because we are overwhelmed, you know, both times at tax time. Sure. And including myself, it's only eight of us in the office. Okay. And Campbell County is a big county. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, now, we had uh, your opponent on the air, um, and she she put some things out there that didn't shed a gr- good light, and we want to give you an opportunity to respond to that. Um, because she she said that you felt threatened by her running and she lost her job because of that. Do you want to address that or do you? Well, the only thing I can say, you know, that's a personnel issue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, by law, you know, I can't discuss personnel issues and okay. everybody's not a good fit and I wish her well. Okay. All right. Well, I just wanted to give you an opportunity to to respond. Uh, to that what do you see the contrast between you and her as far as running you know for this position because you have you, you obviously you have a long for, time right yeah i think but she, you but you have the years. you have the certainly the advantage of, of doing the job well i feel like you know i've been in the office and i've gotten i went to university of virginia i had a i was a deputy treasurer deputy for 18 years mm. And we have what you call of a, a, it's the it's called like the um, Department of Treasury. You know, you can uh-huh. go take classes mm-hmm. and all. And mm-hmm. I got my certification right. in um, Deputy Treasurer's mm-hmm. program. Okay. And I'm, I just feel like I'm more qualified. I've been in there for like 22 years. And I've before that, I've had a lot of public service dealing with the public. Mm-hmm. If people want to find out more about you, about your campaign, or if they want to support you in some way, what's the best way for them to find out more? Okay, I've got a Facebook page, mm-hmm. um, Sheila M. Smith Treasurer, and, okay. you know, anybody can call me. I have a direct line at work, Okay. 434-332-9686, okay. and I've had, going out into public and all, I've had a good response. I've had positive response, um, feedback, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm, I've done very well, and I've got a very good team helping me, volunteers helping me. Mm-hmm. But you know the politics part, I don't really. Yeah, it's, that's not my cup of tea. You say yeah, I just like being messy. doing my job. Very evil, isn't it? It's yes. messy, no doubt about yes. it. Now tell us. I think you know early voting. I believe has started already, and yes. and election day is when I'll, I'll November let you, the seventh. The seventh, and and what does it look like for early voting uh, when it comes to something like your position? Well, I believe you know I've been over there one or two days. You mm-hmm. know I can't sit over there every day. Right, sure, sure. <laughs> and um, I feel like it's been a. The times I was over there, mm-hmm. it was kind of slow. You know, right. they come in, people come in spurts. Yeah, and I've sure. had friends call Lunch me and said, oh, and... I voted. Mm-hmm. I voted for you, Sheila. And I said, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. And well. and and that's November 7th. And what time do the uh, polls open and close, as far as you know? Typically, they go I until 7, I think 7, right? 7 to 7. 7 to 7. Okay. All right. Very All good. All right. Any, anything you'd like to, to add, Sheila? Uh, before we well i just appreciate everybody's vote and i love serving the citizens of campbell county mm-hmm. and uh i appreciate your time this morning having me on on the well, 
Well, you're oh. always welcome. And, and, Thank you. Yeah, yeah and, and we appreciate you fighting the uh, the traffic. <laughs> it was awful this morning. <laughs> as, as it well, is. Well, you know, I live in the, so I live in the country. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, I do too. So not only do you have, like, cars, sometimes you've got, like, raccoons, deer. You know? Oh, yes. <laughs> it is 746 on the morning jam. Janet and I will be back with a couple local stories. Uh, I think I may have to play that uh, 60 Minutes interview again. I'm not sure, though. <laughs> The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark. We are the Virginia Talk Radio Network. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They are located on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. Hey, don't forget about Throwback Thursdays. They really, really do um, cut those prices on Thursdays. And, and their prices are already so fantastic anyway. But on Thursdays, you end up saving even more. Um, and I usually try to get in there on Thursdays uh, for that. Some of those specials they have this week include a boneless chuck roast for $3.98 a pound and uh, fresh ground chuck, $3.98 a pound as well, and uh, dole bananas, $0.39 cents a pound. So there you go. Nice. So in continuing with the listener's request for some easy sweet treats this fall, I am bringing you this morning a lemon creep cheese bar. Now, Ooh. this bar, I've got a, a, also a sopapilla version of this bar. A sopa what? Sopapilla, the Mexican oh. uh, cinnamon honey. That, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. I've got a I've got a version of it nice. for that. But this one is uh, is lemon, equally delicious. You're going to start by preheating your oven to 350 degrees, and you're going to line the bottom of a nine by 13 inch baked dish with aluminum foil coated with cooking spray. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to take a roll of crescent dough, and you're going to press that in the bottom of the dish stretching it to the edges. Then you're going to mix together lemon juice, lemon zest. Uh, You're going to beat your cream cheese and sugar with that mixture until it's smooth and creamy. And then you're going to put that over the crescent dough in your bake dish. Unroll the other crescent dough and do the same thing. Roll it out, place it over the cream cheese mixture. Brush with melted butter on the top. Mix together some lemon zest and a little bit of sugar and sprinkle it over. And then you're just going to pop it in the oven for about 30 minutes. Check it at about 20. Uh, and then until the, it's golden brown. And you need to let it rest before you cut it so that your filling stays nice and tight when you okay. when you do that. Right. It's a delicious recipe. I think you'll really like it. Go to Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dine. And then you just uh, join that group there. You'll see all the recipes that we share. Brought to you by FNL Market, Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg. Okay. We had to get that in there because yeah, well, yeah, we were a little well, late. Yeah, we had our interview with Sh- Sheila Smith, right? Uh, current treasurer of Campbell County, running mm-hmm. again for re-election. Yep. So, um, you know, you've been very frustrated today. I you've, let it get to me a little bit some, much. Yeah, I did. I, I, because I don't think people understand. I mean, we've been accused of being rhinos, and <laughs> which, I, which is, is ab- just which is laughable, just absurd, so laughable, absurd. If Janet and I, let me tell you, and I, as much as I love Glenn Beck, and I've been listening to him for 15 to 20 years right you know he, he's got a constant diet of depression right. on his show <laughs> yeah because he's very realistic and and every now and then he cuts up and i love those times 
especially when he does the Big Frog 109.9 <laughs> FM, which is not even on the dial. Um, but, you know, we, we have to balance this thing out. Otherwise, I think I would lose my mind. Um, we are very, um, when it comes to this stuff, we are very focused and intense but we can't have that intent i certainly can't mm-hmm. have that intensity all the time my heart can't take it quite right frankly well so i get jacked up every now and then you know marco texted us during during that during that rant okay. um <laughs> all right and um and <laughs> it you, says, said if we if we deny that it'll never happen mm-hmm. uh, he said we deny it, it mm-hmm. it'll never happen that's the mentality right i saw it last night at a group i spoke to it's extremely concerning mm lost faces absolutely lost well if if they're lost now marco yeah i i just can't somebody oh somebody said don't play the 60 minute clip because they can't bear it again (laughs) was it that bad or was it that funny (laughs) the real one or the fake one (laughs) the 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 fake one i mean we had some fun with it because in my mind and you you said it well janet that it was scott pelly was so absurd in his the way he crafted that interview, he, he didn't he, deserve. He he didn't deserve. He deserved mockery yes, for it, and he got it. And I did my best too. You did. <laughs> I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun, right. personally. Uh, so we're not the only ones frustrated. Uh, for the first time in 23 years, seven-time Super Bowl winner, all-time NFL goat Tom Brady. Yeah. Has been able. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Did you just throw up a little bit in your mouth? What? Right there. I mean, oh, what's maybe, it? Bleh. Maybe a little. I don't know. He's just not one of. I know everybody else loves him. Right. And that, right. that's fine. Uh, he's been able to enjoy NFL games from the comfort of his couch on a weekly basis. Right. But apparently, he has developed an appreciation for the pain NFL fans experience when watching their favorite teams on TV. Well, if he's been watching his old team, the Patriots, it's very painful. During a recent edition of Let's Go with Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald, and Jim Gray, Mm -hmm. the uh, former New England Patriots and Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback admitted he can see why some NFL fans get peed off watching the game. Yeah. He said, there's so much more context when you're watching and you have this TV and they show every replay on the field. You don't get any of that. And they dissect it every. Yeah. They got 20 cameras out there. So you get at least five camera angles before the next play. Sure. He says, you're seeing everything at ground level. Yeah. Brady added that fans have a lot in front of them when they're viewing a game, whereas players Mm -hmm. are in the moment. Yeah. True. I think when you're a fan, you obviously see a lot and you hear a lot. The commentators are saying a lot. You have the score right there. You have the timeouts listed. Everything's right there. It's not like that when you're a player. You're just in the moment. Right. He is expected to uh, eventually make the move to the broadcast booth. And he said he's paying close attention to how announcers are calling the games. Mm -hmm. He says, I'm taking it all in, trying to study. Be You know, 46-year-old seems to be settling into retirement I, I haven't had the stress that I have while playing, so that's allowed me to focus more on my physical health, he said during the podcast. Um, I just think it's interesting that he says he has a whole new appreciation for fans yeah. and what they go through. It's like me watching a cooking show when you've got everyday people right. like cooking. Right. I'm like, I'm like Kevin at the Liberty game. Yeah. I'm yeah. ringing the cowbell. Which, cow by the way, they won going, last night. What are you doing? What are you thinking? <laughs> Use right. the butter, you right. know. So I get it. Oh, I mean, he would tell the coach what to do right now. Yeah. Take him out. 
take him out. I don't know if he's saying take him out like with a with a you know a, a snipe gun or take him out of the game. Yeah, and he gets. You're talking about somebody gets jacked up. <laughs> yeah, pretty jacked up. Understandably so. I know he means take him out of the game. Right. But anyway, you know he's beside himself since they won again. Oh my god! And that, and I woke up last night to. Uh, you know, use the restroom. This is what guys do every now and then, you know, in the middle of the night. Except I didn't, because I got to bed at a decent time. Yeah. I got up at like 10, 12, mm. three minutes left. Liberty's winning by seven. Okay. East Tennessee or Middle Tennessee, whatever they call that team, is making their way down the field. They're at like the 35-yard line within scoring wow. position. Bada boom, bada bing. With a minute and a half left, Liberty intercepts the ball and then runs the clock out. So I go, okay, the game's over. But I couldn't trust the fact that they could not fumble a snap. Right. So I had to listen to the very end. And then I went back. I unplugged the phone, went back to bed. You know. So uh, we touched on this story a little bit yesterday. Um, I personally think it's an encouraging story. Okay. Uh, the Biden administration facing pressure to drop the electric vehicle mandate. Yes. Uh, they're not happy about it, of course. Right. They're having an onslaught of opposition, even from their own blue states. Oh, awesome. I love it. We talked about that yesterday in New York. Yeah, yeah. Uh, critics are saying it will uh, increase consumer costs and unfairly burden U.S. businesses. It will. Yes. I mean, that's that's just, yeah, you know, if, if you have a fleet numbers, of, fleet just of, do the numbers. Fleet of cars that you have your salespeople <laughs> and now they have to drive electric cars. You don't have to be a Nobel winning mathematician <laughs> to figure out this is a bad idea. Right. The Department of Transportation oh, received more than 62,900 public comments mm-hmm. related to the fuel economy regulations it issued in late July. The so-called corporate average fuel economy standards received opposition letters from a wide range of stakeholders, mm-hmm. including 26 states and the energy, agriculture, and automotive industries. This proposal is yet another attempt by the Biden administration to restrict Americans' freedom to decide what vehicles fit their needs and budget, the American Petroleum Institute vice president of downstream policy said in a statement. Hmm. Combined with the EPA's proposed tailpipe emission standards, these rules amount to a de facto ban on cars and trucks using liquid fuels. Okay. Which, incidentally, your old liquid fuels uh, cars are the only ones that will run if we are attacked by EMFs. I'm just putting that out there. So, Mm. I mean, that's the only way. That or a bicycle. Right. You know, even your electric bike, not going to work. API argued that uh, while it supports policies to lower greenhouse gas emissions, I think we can all get behind some of that. Right. And we've already made... Very good strides oh with what's gosh. been done. If you look and see what we've done, it's been amazing. Right. And there are things that we can do that don't cost a fortune. Right. That would help with the pollution of our planet. Yes. Let's let's get that low-hanging fruit first. first. Yes. How about that? Yeah. How about we actually do a good job recycling all the plastics and keeping the crap out of the landfill and out of our oceans? Right. How about that? You know, they want to talk about the oil that leaked in the ocean. They don't want to talk about the hundreds of millions and billions of plastic yeah, that, that that's we're not killing recycling. our wildlife right. and, and is, uh, you know, strangling yeah. the uh, creatures out in the water. Right. And, and fishing and impacting all these things. Just get your priorities straight. Yeah. Good Lord. We had the story yesterday about that. What is it? 80 plus percent? Never yeah. makes it to recycling. recycling. It goes into the landfill, which is awful. Mm-hmm. 
Top of the hour, mm. CBS News and Bill Trefero will join us from the Roanoke News Desk all ahead on the Morning Jam.